on this episode of the Film Optics Podcast. It looks like there's a new Justice League Rebirth film in the works. It also looks like there's a bit of Black Widow spoiler controversy going on out there. And we have a lot of gaming news for you as well. So let's jump in. everyone and welcome back to the film optics podcast brought to you by the drive-in podcast network where we bring you the headline hot takes of entertainment news i am your host christian and today as always every single week we are going to be talking about the world of film tv video games and everything pop culture related and as always i'm joined by my good friend and my co-host Devin. how are you doing today man doing good it's almost friday we're almost there it's Friday, Friday. <laughs> yeah, it's it's almost there, man. It's it's been. I, I gotta admit, the the first like Monday through Thursday went by so fast. No, Monday through Wednesday went by so fast. Today it's a bit of a slow day, but I, I figured we were gonna get a uh, slow day in there somewhere. So yeah. I'm glad it's today, and hopefully not today and tomorrow. But I did some <laughs> uh, some spring slash summer cleaning today in the apartment. It's always Ooh. good. It's always a good feeling once you're done. Yeah, actually, I need to do that with our apartment because it's it's long overdue for sure. And I actually might do that this weekend. You know, it's a non-holiday weekend. I got all my my fun um, funness out. You know, this past holiday weekend, all, all of my uh, extracurricular activities. So I think this might be the weekend to do it. To be completely honest, so. Uh, before we begin today's um, podcast or news show, I should say, uh, you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Red Circle, TuneIn, Pandora, and iHeartRadio. So, yeah, let's just we're, we're, let's jump into some uh, comic book news. This is the Nostalgia Junk Podcast, where one person's junk is another person's childhood. I'm Matt McGraw. And I'm Kyle Smith. Join us each week as we take a deep dive into your pop culture consciousness and discuss everything from movies, TV, music, cartoons, toys, video games, and more. And we want to hear from you, so connect with us. Nostalgia means so many different things to so many different people, so share with us your favorite piece of nostalgia. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at NostalJunkPod. And you can subscribe to us on all the major podcast platforms. Let's get this thing up to 88 miles per hour, and we'll see you next week. All right. So, uh, do you want to take this first one, or should I take it? Because I, I think you should take it, because you, you discovered the story. So... Yeah, it looks like the director of Black Widow has um, caused a bit of a stir on the internet um, by mentioning that um, the Black Widow movie will hand the baton to Florence Pugh, making her the the future Black Widow of the MCU, which you and I were in agreement seemed pretty obvious from the beginning of the, the movie and her casting. So I don't know why people are freaking out saying how how much of a spoiler it is. It's so yeah. obvious. Yeah, like it's... It's kind of a mixed bag because everyone's like, yo, man, you know, this is a spoiler, you know, like 
But it's, it's like, I mean, come on. You don't Flor- cast. Florence Pugh is way too big of a star to just waste on one movie. Like, of course, they're going to make her the next Black Widow. She's so good. Right. Like, you don't cast someone like Florence Pugh. Be like, oh, yeah. And, and especially in a big universe like this. And say, okay, yeah, you know, we're, we're not going to make her. We're not going to just keep her around for one movie. You know, we're going to keep this going. And, I mean, they were saying that uh, they weren't. They weren't aware of how like talented she is. It's like, have you seen her in her other movies? She's she's hella talented. She's so versatile. It's like it's it's that, insane. That Russian accent too gets it done. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll see if she keeps it. Unlike uh, Natasha and her mixing or, of accents. Um, yeah, or um, Scarlet Witch as well. Yeah, because that kind of goes away. But I love it when when uh, Florence Pugh. She's like, "What brings you home?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh, she." Oh, I love it. But I, I really hope there's like a scene where she goes like pew 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 pew. I don't know. That'd be kind of cool. I, I'm actually curious thing. to see how they're gonna like pull it off and like explain why she wasn't around the past like ten years or whatever time what the MCU was between Black Widow and Endgame. They're gonna yeah. find a way to explain how she wasn't around. That that just is like, true. just like with everyone everyone knew. That that everyone knew. Yeah, it's like where did Spider Man come from? Where did Black Panther come from? Doctor Strange, etc. But it, it's it's kind of like um they they were talking about how they didn't know how great Florence P would be. They knew she would be great, but they didn't know how great. And I mean, it, it even says that like, you know, Scarlet's like gracious. She's like, Oh, I'm handing the baton to Florence. So I it's I don't see how this is a spoiler at all. That's like saying, oh, my God, Anakin falls to the dark side in Star Wars. You watch episodes four through six, and then you watch the prequels. It's like, well, of course you know what's going to happen. And everyone's saying, oh, well, why are, we get, why are we now just getting a movie with Black Widow? You know, like, yes, I believe it is a little bit long overdue, but at least it's better late than never. But it's like, it's the same thing. Everyone's like, oh, well, I really don't care about this movie because... You know, Scarlet Witch is already dead. It's like, well, I mean, we already, we, yeah, I mean, we already knew that Anakin dies in episode six of Star Wars, and yet we got three movies and an entire series dealing with Anakin with the Clone Wars. So it's like, I mean, come on, people. That, that, that's, that's a bit, look, give Kate some, Kate Shortland some, some slack here. It's like, just, just too perfect. I mean, you hand it off to Florence Pugh. She's, the future black widow and right. everything works out exactly i mean it and honestly it, it kind of falls into place because this happens in between uh this movie happens in between um civil war and infinity war so you know she's off doing who knows what wherever and then obviously we know black widow dies at the end of endgame florence pew's character Maybe, sure maybe she hears about it and then yeah um, she appears. hears about the news in some way yeah and appears and I mean I mean come on it's it's too perfect like yeah it's it's a bit of a mishap but like it's one of those mistakes that kind of just fits and it corrects itself in some way but I mean not everything continuity wise is going to be you know amazingly woven together and like oh yeah you know this is just like fantastic but I mean it is what it is so. Uh, not a spoiler for all of the, all of you out there listening. If you feel different, that's totally fine. But um, we're, we're we're on team. Not a spoiler. So <laughs> just like um, Team Hamilton is a movie. 
Yes, Team Hamilton is a movie. Okay, the, well, I'm, I'm going to be clear. The Disney Plus version of Hamilton, because what defines a movie is definitely what the Disney Plus version of Hamilton is. I'm going to bring this up really quick, actually, before we get into this next news story. A movie is a story or event recorded by a camera as a set of moving images and shown in a theater or television, a.k.a. a motion picture. Yeah, it's just like if, if you recorded your like son or daughter's awful kindergarten play and then got a tape of it and took it home, it'd be called a right. home video. Yeah, or a which home movie. is, yeah, it's a home movie. Like, I mean, I, I, I don't know. People are, pe- people have the differences. I understand why people don't feel that way, but... I think it should be considered for an Oscar. We got a lot of shovelware this year anyway with movies, so why not? So, I don't know. But let's move on to our next bit of news here. We have uh, Warner Brothers has begun a development of a uh, Zatanya movie, which she is a Disney, uh, not Disney, sorry, a DC character for those of you who don't know. She's one of the most popular DC characters, and at long last, uh, Zatanya is going to be getting her own movie on the silver screen. Um, there's been a lot of speculations with this over the past few years. And I, I have three words for you. Ooh, Haley Seinfeld. Anna de Armas. Yes. You know, a lot of people are saying that she can play a good um, uh, Poison Ivy as well. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Well, whatever yeah. works. I just want to see uh, her more. <laughs> And more stuff, yeah. Yeah. I definitely do, too. Um, but, yeah, actually, I um, I agree. Because I've also seen Zendaya floated around. Mm. Yeah, she'd be another good one as well. I'm trying to figure out who else. I had somebody else in mind. Someone had said Caitlin Dever, and I was like, okay, maybe. But I feel like some people just go off, like, based off the looks. But I definitely think that um, Zendaya and or... Um, Ana de Armas would be pretty cool for this role as well. But um, it, it could be an unknown person, which I'm totally cool with as well. So, I mean, she, you know, Zatanna, uh, uh, she's been in a lot of DC animated universe movies, all of which Devin has not watched yet, but that's fine. <laughs> but um, there was rumors that she'll actually show up in the uh, James Gunn's The Suicide Squad next year. So, I mean... Maybe. That'd be pretty cool. Kind of nice little cameo. I mean, I think that the DC animated universe does a really good job of of having cameos within their films without them being, you know, too... Like, they, they move the, the plot forward in some way, shape, or form, and then they kind of disappear. So that'd be pretty cool. But uh, you want to take this next one, Devin. I know you're craving for that Stargirl news. Oh, we're skipping over uh, this Justice oh. League rebirth. Oh my game. God! I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Looks like there's a rumor that um, the D- that DC is working on a Justice League rebirth film um, at Warner Brothers. Um, just reading the article here. It's the rebirth is kind of like a reset button that they can push at any point. It happened during the New Fifty Two era and and it was a relaunch of DC Comics' entire lineup. So it, it would make sense for them to do this for the DCEU because, well, they've sucked for a while now. But I kind of think it's probably too late. I don't know. They should have done it after Justice League. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, the whole Justice League thing, we all know it's a mess from the beginning. And if there wasn't a lot of studio interference, you know, everyone got their precious Snyder cut. Um, I kind of had a hunch that eventually they would make a new Justice League movie, but I didn't know the rumors would pop up so soon. Um, I would have thought it would have been maybe like a few years after Zack Snyder's Justice League. They should have learned their lesson after rushing the first one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... I mean, like, it's 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 kind of a mess altogether, you know what I mean? But, I mean, at least they're trying to, quote-unquote, fix it. But, I mean, we've said this time and time again, you know, we, I mean, DC needs their, their own version of Kevin Feige. I mean, whether that have been Zack Snyder or somebody else, they need someone at the head of, you know, DC Comics saying, okay, you know, we're going to have, like, we're planning all these extra movies and they need to be cohesive, or if they're going to do standalone, do standalone. That's totally fine. But I just feel like DC's. I feel like DC's trying to do too much at the same time to correct the mistakes that they made in the past. But I mean, was there anything else you wanted to touch on there, or you want to move on to our next topic? I mean, I'll that's get, pretty much I'll, all. On to some CW news. That's very important to me. I know Ooh. you. You loved mm. CW. I've never seen a CW show a day in my life, but apparently Stargirl is getting renewed for season two uh, and moves from the CW to the DC Universe. Moves to the CW from DC Universe. Okay, so they're they're lackluster streaming service that should just be absorbed with HBO Max to begin with. So, whatever. Um, I heard the first uh, season of Stargirl was not good. And I just don't really care for it. I mean, it's cool. Um, and then we have a little bit more uh, CW news here as well with, um, with Batwoman. Um, there's a new Batwoman in town. So, she's, she'll be taking over. Um, I forgot the list, uh, girl's name. Uh, the girl who played Batwoman before. Ruby Rose. Yeah, Ruby Rose. Uh do you... God, I cannot pronounce that name. Javicia uh, Leslie, something Javicia, like that. Yeah, Javicia Leslie. I mean, good for them. You know, they're getting someone who can, like, probably fit that role. Um, will this get me to start watching Batwoman or CW? I mean, or, or Stargirl? No, not at all. Like, yeah, I don't <laughs> care about CW shows, so I have to yeah. comment. I mean, I've, I've heard Arrow's pretty good, but other than that, I mean, I probably... I, I just I'm just not going. I'm, I might watch that Crisis on Infinite Earths thing at some point, but right now I'm rewatching Big Bang Theory and just kind of chilling, you know. So, yeah, I mean, congratulations for the CW. Hopefully, they get a lot, you know, more eyes on their shows. But uh, congratulations to uh, Javicia Leslie for landing the part in Batwoman. That's cool. Um, I believe I saw a lot of people online were saying, "Oh, well, you know, it doesn't really fit her the character that she's black." And I was like, "Well, from what I've read, her race actually has nothing to do with her backstory, so that's fine. Like, if it did, like if she was Russian or Italian, sure, but it doesn't. So cool, I guess so. Um, that pretty much does it for our comic book news here today. Sorry about that." Um, Got a little distracted there for a second, but uh, it was kind of short week for comic book news. I'm sure there's a few other things out there, but uh, let's head on into the general news. 
All right. So, do you want to take Holland. this first one? Our yeah, Tom Spidey. Holland. Tommy, Tommy Holland. T-H. Him Tommy and C. the Roosler Brothers' upcoming movie, Cherry, is almost done, and there's a trailer coming soon. Mm, interesting. The movie, um, he plays an, an army medic um, who has PTSD and becomes a bank robber to support a drug addiction. Sounds very interesting. It's the simple things in life, right? Yeah. Everyone does it. <laughs> yeah, I know a lot of people have been clamoring for this for a very, very long time. Uh, you know, we've been hearing whispers of it. I think they filmed a little bit of it in Cleveland, if I'm not mistaken. But hopefully we get a trailer soon. Um, do you think this is going to go straight to VOD? Probably. Yeah, Especially if it's probably. almost done. Might as well put it out. Unless you're yeah. waiting and waiting and waiting for a theater release. Like, it's just... Like mm. C. Nolan. Yeah. I mean, for AAA or like the big time studios, it makes sense. You know, you spend all this money, this time, this energy, this resources on these projects. And you want them to be seen on the big screen. I get it. But honestly, movies like this or Emma or The Hunt, uh, Scoob, Artemis File, things of that nature, I am 100% fine. Or SpongeBob SquarePants, the new one. I'm totally fine with them just coming straight to VOD because nine times out of ten, it just it kind of just funnels out the things that you know you're not going to see in the theaters anyway. And you still get an option or you still get the, yeah, the option to see it if you want to. It's just in the comfort of your own home. So, and if you want to review, if you're a content creator, there you go. So, yeah. Tom Holland, Cherry, uh, VOD, let's make it happen. <laughs> so, um, we have a interesting little tidbit of news here. I think you shared this uh, in the group chat. It looks like Zendaya and John David Washington filmed a secret movie during lockdown without face masks. Can you believe it? No. <laughs> so it looks like a secret uh, movie starring Zendaya and John David Washington called Malcolm Emery was filmed during COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, the world has been dealing with the pandemic for a while, as we know, and uh, most of Hollywood has been shut down since March. But it looks like, uh, looks like Zendaya and John David Washington uh, did the dirty. And, yeah, uh, they're, they're doing something <laughs> something fun in this screenshot. Yeah, it's written it by was, the, yeah, written directed by the Euphoria oh, creator. So obviously he he's known for some naughty tones. You um, watched that, right? Yeah. Is it good? Yeah, very. I might have to check crazy. it out. But Deadline also HBO, also mentions that the film has some echoes of Netflix's Marriage Story while resonating Ooh. a number of social themes that the world is experiencing right now. Sounds nice. interesting. And yes, yeah, uh, Zendaya confirmed this uh, by sharing the news on Twitter um, earlier yesterday, I believe it was. So cool. And we all know Euphoria season two is supposed to be coming out. I'll definitely have to check out that show. I think that'll definitely be the next thing that I try to watch. Um, right now, I'm kind of just, like I said, I'm just rewatching sitcoms and things like that. I know my roommate's actually watching Community for the first time or all the way through. He said he's seen a few episodes, but. Yeah, Malcolm and Marie coming to VOD theater, wherever near you soon enough. But uh, you want to take this next piece of news here. Very interesting news week, actually. Halle Berry pulls out of transgender film role after 
Whoops. Internet wide <laughs> backlash. There was a lot of backlash mm. for this. But yeah, I noticed. Yeah. Um, it looks like she pulled out of a role of an upcoming film where she plays a transgender character. Um, and of course, as we said, she is facing that uh, backlash. But it looks like an Instagram live interview on Friday, Halle Berry had said that she had been prepared for the role, but not had been officially cast as of yet. So it looks like it is a woman that is a trans character. So she's a woman that transitions into a man. Uh, she is a character um, in a project that she seemed that she wanted to do. And she wanted to kind of take a deep dive into that world, you know, with uh, when it comes to the uh, trans community. But it looks like she got a lot of backlash um, after misgendering the character multiple times during the interview, which I feel like that's a bit far that people are, you know, taking that backlash. I feel like the whole transgender thing to a lot of people is still really new. And I mean, you can't just expect everyone to know everything about your own. Well, community. if she's, if she wants to play this person in a role, I feel like she should know at least what she's talking about before she does. That's where that backlash comes in. Yeah, I mean, it's, I guess it's disingenuous so. if you're going to try to play the person and then not at least have the knowledge of it, let alone any experience with it. There's, I mean, the, the experience part, I definitely agree with. I mean, I guess I'm just coming from the part of the, the place of, you know, people, people say stupid stuff in interviews all the time. They don't even realize what they're saying. I mean, freaking uh, Mark Ruffalo, like, completely just spoiled all of Endgame in that one interview with him and uh, Don Cheadle when he said, look, everybody dies. And it just kind of came out. But, I mean, I guess when, instead of, like, having this, like, online backlash, it'd be better to, like, try to educate people in a better way? Well, I mean, they still are. There, There's a lot of tweets just pointing her in the direction of documentary that she can watch in order to educate herself. Yeah, which is fine, but it looks like she backed out of it completely because it's just like, I would probably do the same thing, to be completely honest, because that is like one community, you just this is one of the communities you just don't want to piss off. Like, just, I, I would not want to misrepresent anything or, you know. But then again, like, I feel like she might get backlash. Like, let's say if she get, does go through with the role, that she still might get backlash for, you know, a directed decision that she really has no say in. So I think she kind of made the smart decision to kind of just uh, back out of it for now. And she kind of realizes that she should not have been considered for this role, um, which is, you know, totally fine. I don't really know that many transgendered actors or actresses, but I mean, yeah, I feel that's like... Part of part of the main issue that no one really knows any of these actors and actresses because they don't get the chance to represent themselves. Yeah. So, I mean, good for Hallie for um, backing out of that role. But another thing I'll be backing out of myself, but I'll, I'll let you uh, take, take this next one here. Uh, there's going to be an Office podcast coming soon uh, exclusively to Spotify. Nope. Don't like that. I don't, I don't understand... Like, if you didn't have Spotify, I'd understand. But you have Spotify and like Spotify. So, but why would you not even like give it a chance? It's, because okay, like, it's 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 kind of like 
I feel like the podcast space is going to become fragmented like the PC gaming space is starting to become because we have, you know, games on Epic and we have games on Steam. You have games on, um, what is it, Origins. You have games on uh, Uplay, et cetera, et cetera. It's just that everyone has, like, look, there's a reason why there's so many podcasts, like, platforms and there's a reason why we're on so many podcast platforms because i know people who have iphones but they don't necessarily use apple pod apple podcast they use spotify or they use stitcher or google podcasts just because i see they're the one thing that they kind of were first introduced to but it's it's not the fact that it's an office podcast it's the fact that it's exclusive to spotify like when I go to Spotify, I listen to music. Like, I know I can listen to podcasts, and I have in the past before, but it's like once I realized all those other podcasts were on Apple Podcasts, that's pretty much where I, you know, just listen to all my stuff. But sometimes, you know, there are some podcasts that aren't on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, but it's just... I don't like the exclusivity of having one show on one podcast platform. I get that, you know, they're trying to build this audience saying, hey, you know, we're not just music. We're also podcasts as well. And it's a great idea. And I'm glad that they're doing it because, of course, we're also on Spotify. But to kind of like force people only, I don't know. I'm, I'm just not too much of a fan of exclusivity when it comes to spotlight podcasts. Like we've seen it in games and things like that, that nature long enough. I just, I don't need it everywhere I go, but I don't know. Do you have any thoughts about this? I, that definitely won't, won't stop me from listening. I mean, I'll give it a few episodes to see if other people are enjoying it and then maybe I'll hop on, mm -hmm. but we'll see. It's kind of like, um, there's a Scrubs podcast that came out recently with Zach Braff and Donald Faison. Um, they've been doing it during quarantine, just kind of rewatching episodes and talking about stuff. So if it's mm -hmm. like that, it could be, could be pretty good. Yeah. I guess I'm just more of, you know, giving listeners a choice of where they want to listen to. Because there's been so many times where I've, like, plugged our podcast and, like, you know, one of my other friends, like, like if I'm sending them a message or something, like an iMessage or something, they're like, oh, well, do you, like, they're like, oh, it's your podcast on Spotify. So, yeah, it's on Spotify as well. If they want to listen to it there, that's totally fine. I've just, I mean, I'll, I'll try it out. It's just... You know, all my all the podcasts I listen to are on Apple Podcasts. And honestly, if your podcast isn't on Apple Podcasts, definitely get that ball rolling because it is. It's I mean, it's it's the biggest platform for podcasts as well. So, and of course, one of the firsts. But and that's where a majority of our downloads and uh, come from. From I found out recently, and we've been getting a little bit of a spike in Pandora. <laughs> it's really weird. So strange. <laughs> but hey, people listen to podcasts on Pandora. Keep it up. We love you. But you want to talk about Hamilton, the movie, Disney. The Plus movie. The, the movie Hamilton. Hamilton, the movie. The film. Hamilton is a film and it's on Disney Plus. <laughs> and it has um, done wonders for the Disney Plus app, causing downloads to raise 74% over the weekend in the U.S., mm. which is not is surprising because everyone 
almost everyone in the country has at least some interest in Hamilton. Now they it's have the so chance good. to watch it from home. Yeah, I, I'm actually thinking about rewatching it again this weekend because I enjoyed it so much. And I'm just like, hey, if, if this comes out on Blu-ray, I'll definitely buy it because, hey, you know what comes out on Blu-rays? Movies. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could definitely see them pushing this to uh, some type of Blu-ray or home video format, uh, e- even if it is just digital, uh, which would be pretty cool. But, yeah, I mean, we did a review with, of it with um, Kenzie and um, Jacob from the, uh, dr- uh, from the Music City Drive-In podcast, and, you know, we, we had a great time. You know, we talked about all things Hamilton and um, <laughs> the Irishman and whatnot. I don't know how we got on that subject, but, hey, here we are. <laughs> But, yeah, um, you know, congrats to, you know, Hamilton, Lemonwell, his entire cast, the original 2016 cast, and, you know, popping this out. Like, it came out on, you know, Independence Day weekend. So it's just, it's just really good. Like, I need to watch this again. So, hey, man, 70%, 74% over the weekend. That's, that's insane. Uh, but I'll take this next one here. Uh, oh, uh-oh. Well, it looks like I clicked on the link. It says <coughs> the page does not exist, but it looks like uh, last night in Solo's Edgar Wright teases a very different new film. Um, are you able to pull up that? Yeah, this, this film is an unsettling, oh. time-hopping fright fest. <laughs> Sounds interesting. Mysterious hmm. plot centers on three figures, Thomson McKenzie, a- Anya Taylor-Joy, and Matt Smith. Hmm. All right. So, I mean, so Edgar Wright is obviously known for more comedy action type movies. So it looks like he's mixing it up a bit. Okay. Now it wants to pop up for me. I don't know why it wasn't popping up before. That is very, very odd. Oh, well. Actually, no, I'm sorry. That is the next news story that just popped up. <laughs> My computer is acting really weird today. But do um, you have any other thoughts about that? I mean, I'll probably check it out at some point. If it's point. Edgar Wright, I'm in. Yeah. All right, so let's get into our next news story. You want to take this one, Devin? All right, let's see. We got John Boyega, Jack Rayner, Jody Turner-Smith, and Felicity Jones are all set to star in a thriller called Borderland, which is not the same thing as Borderlands. <laughs> I'm surprised they like went along with this title because it's so similar, but it's from the Uninvited Directors and the um, Public Enemies writers or writer. Hmm. I mean, it's a great yeah. cast. Oh, no, it's a stacked cast. When when I first saw this, I, I like when I see Borderland, I automatically think Borderlands, the video game. But that is not the case here. <laughs> so I mean, hey, this is um, this is great. You know, I, we get to see John Boyega, of course, in more roles, and we <laughs> we have Jack Raynor from Midsummer, fully clothed <laughs> this time, hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully. And we have Felicity <coughs> Jones, uh, Theory of Everything, and the uh, Star Wars Rogue One stories, well. And Queen and Slim, uh, Queen and Slim's jo- Jody Turner Smith. So looks like she's been getting some recognition. So that's really good. Um, I saw the uh, Blu ray for Queen and Slim like the other day at Walmart or something. It was like almost like $35 for the Blu ray. I was like, uh, pass. I don't think I was going to pick up that movie anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, it's all right. But, yeah, uh, great, great stat cast, and I'm just excited to see where they come with this or 
where they lead with this film. And we'll just have to keep our eye out for, uh, you know, some more information. So, you know, all these great movies, great ideas, our, our concepts are coming out, but, you know, everything, like the concepts come out, but, of course, they can only do production so much to a halt. And even when they decide to begin production is a whole different story. So, oh, well. All right, so we have, uh, we're coming up on our last bit of uh, general news here. We have the Lord of the Rings TV show has given the, has gotten the green light, excuse me, to resume filming in New Zealand. I feel a lot of places or a lot of shows and TV uh, and movies are actually resuming filming. I think we had a few Warner Brothers um, titles that are going to be resuming filming in the UK, which is pretty cool. Uh, this came out like ages ago. So it looks like Amazon's Lord of the Rings and Netflix's Cowboy Bebop are allowed to resume uh, filming in New Zealand after productions uh, were halted due to COVID-19. Um, this has been, you know, in talks for a while. Uh, there really isn't that much information on this. It just, you know, earlier this year, the Lord of the Rings series have been, um, you know, put on pause. Uh, they they kind of had a little bit of produ production in New Zealand, and the cast and crew were sent home until further notice. So it looks like they got a little bit done, but probably nothing too much to scratch the surface. So yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's just good news that you know certain shows are able to resume filming, and I think. Uh, the Lord of the Rings TV show being filmed in New Zealand because that is where the original trilogy was filmed as well. It's kind of fitting. So it really has that nice landscape. And it's just a nice, nice round circle to round everything out. But you want to take our last bit of news here for the general section. All right, horror fans, cover your ears. You're not going to want to hear this. <laughs> oh, let me cover my ears. <laughs> well, you're not a horror fan, so you're, you're good to go. Yeah, that's true. You're you're an aspiring horror fan, possibly. I'm I'm an aspiring thriller and suspense watcher. Like I want to watch Hereditary, but I don't think I could do it alone. But I probably will. Just, just get a blankie, just curl wow. curl up in your under get some your nice hot cocoa. <laughs> but like the um, Universal has changed the release date for four upcoming horror movies. We got. The much-anticipated Candyman um, has been pushed back to October 16th, 2020. Was that, was that supposed to come out in July or August? I think so, yeah. I'm pretty, yeah, it was supposed to come out earlier this year, or earlier than October. I and think then, it was August. And then we got the much less anticipated Forever Purge. Don't know anything about this. They just keep pumping them out, but that's pushed back to July 9th, 2021. And then the next two Halloween films, Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends, have, been, have both been pushed back a year, respectively. Halloween Kills, October 15th, 2021, and Halloween Ends, October 14th, 2022. Hmm, interesting stuff. Very interesting stuff. I mean, I'm excited for Candyman. Um, I don't really care for The Purge. Never really care for Halloween, any of the Halloween movies, so... Yeah, I mean, you got anything else you want to say on this <laughs> matter? <or? laughs> like I said, horror fans, it sucks, but thank COVID and wear masks. Yeah. Your, your favorite horror icons can wear masks, so can you. If Michael Myers can wear a mask. 
If Michael Myers can wear a mask, yeah. If Jason (laughs) can wear a mask, so can you. Remember, I mean, I'm just telling people, man. They they need people need to start wearing masks more often so that we can go back to the theater, so that we can return to a normal life, and you know, people can just go to out to dinner without you know living in fear of, especially like a family of four. Are you know are my kids going to be in danger of us you know eating out and you know uh, getting COVID or you know coronavirus or just it's. It's insane, but hopefully these um, these pushbacks or these delays will stop because I'm starting to get desensitized to it. Even if Tenet gets pushed back again, I'm just going to be like, just just push it till next year. I mean, we all know Nolan wants this to be, you know, he wants his movie to be the movie to get people to come back to the theaters. But it's like there's, there's, there's too many people who want to see it. There's too many people who want to see it right now, and I don't think that right now is, is the best time. You know, Wave 2 is is coming up if it's not here already. And, you know, we got the winter, we got the fall winter months. It's going to be hay fever, flu season. It's it's all about people's safety. And, I mean, I know it really sucks, and, you know, he is more than within his own right to push this back. But it's like, if you don't want this to come out on VOD, then I would just push it back to next year. So... Oh, well. So that pretty much does it for our general news. So we're going to head into our gaming news segment. So uh, do you want to take this first one? Because we got a lot of Xbox and PlayStation news to talk about we got, today. We got actually. a few uh, kind of disappointing news stories here in gaming. First one being that more publishers are reportedly considering the $70 next-gen gaming price. Yeah. I mean, we kind of mm. should have expected it, but it still sucks. Yeah. And still you know, still no s- news on how this affects the PC market, but I guess we'll see. <laughs> that is the big question, uh, especially for a lot of PC gamers out there. <laughs> but it's like we said, you know, it's... It's not too much of a shocker. You know, yes, these games are more expensive, but I was lis- listening to Alana Pierce's podcast. Do you listen to her podcast at all, Devin? Play, watch, listen? Not really. Uh, it's it's actually pretty interesting. And she they actually brought up this um, subject, and she was saying how she feels like it's uh, it's just a marketing scheme. You know, you, you have, let's say for NBA 2K20, you know, you, you have the uh ps4 and xbox one version and then you see the ps5 and xbox series x version and it's like hey well you know for next gen 2k 21 is 70 bucks more on next gen people are going to say oh well this must cost more so it's it's going to you know essentially in their mind be better but she was also talking about how you know there could be a game out there that's a game that takes Two to three years to make is still priced at sixty dollars at the end of its production cycle, and then a game like The Last of Us Part Two that took around seven plus years to make, and that's still priced at sixty dollars. She's like, I literally feel like people just—it's just a standard. Like we're going to price it at sixty dollars. I don't think there's a real reason why, but I mean, obviously, yeah, you would up the price to get more money from your consumers, but. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, with microtransactions as big as they are, is there any real reason to up the price? Because, I mean, it's 
I mean, since we were kids, uh, it's gone from what fifty dollars to to sixty dollars for two generations: PS3, 360, a PS4, and Xbox One. Now up to seventy dollars. It's we're we're definitely getting in that you know collector's edition, special edition range, because I mean. I think Ghost of Tsushima, that new PlayStation game that's coming out. Um, I think the special edition is seventy bucks. You get you know a few extra little bells and whistles with it, but I mean, there's only two versions. But it's kind of like, okay, if seventy dollars is going to be the new standard, well, maybe what what did like you said, you know, what does it say for PC gaming, and what does it say for collector's editions? So it's it's kind of like collector's editions are going to automatically default start at. $80 instead of 70 So. I have a proposal. What is it? Since the the rise up to 70 seems inevitable at this point, they can at least do us a favor and make it memeable. Let's make the price sixty nine sixty nine, shall we? <laughs> I would just, totally just a little, Just give us a little 20, 23 cents or whatever back. 33 yeah. cents back. <laughs> 69 69 I like the sound of that for sure. Yeah, give us some meme price. Some memes. <laughs> Do it for the memes, Sony and Microsoft. Or should I say all the game developers out there cuz it's it's but like it's it's weird cuz it's like who who does price these games? Who is the the end all be all, the the final naysayer, the final, you know, who puts this in stone and says it's going to be $70 or $60 for this generation. But this actually goes into our next story here that we've talked about before. Um, it looks like uh, a lot of next-gen games, or titles, I should say. More, um, yeah, more bad news here. Yeah, we'll still be uh, clocking in. It's 30 FPS. And it's hard, it's hard have, to hear. Hurts it really is. It, it does. I mean, I've, I have, you know, I've, I mean, I've talked to a bunch of people about this as well. Um, and... I guess you could say I got into it with this one guy, but not really. Um, I mean, even if you scroll down on this um, article here, and I wish we would have done a little bit of video era, but um, Digital Foundry, it's a YouTube channel, they they go into huge, like, they literally get into the weeds when it comes to dissecting these games and which version of a certain game runs better on which hardware, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So definitely check them out. They're called Digital Foundry. Um, and they were showing us what Marvel Spider-Man, how it will look at 60 FPS. And I was, you know, playing around with the video, kind of skimming through it. And it's like, it just looks, it's that nice, buttery smooth, 60 frames per second. And, you know, people are saying, oh, you know, it's up to the devs and their creative decision. And I feel like we're kind of beating a dead horse. But, I mean, like you've said before, Devin, it's like, you need to give consumers a reason to buy your new console. If you're just going to do more of the same, why even come out with a new console to begin with? It's like, oh, like stop trying to focus too much on how a game looks and focus more on the performance because I definitely feel like we've hit a plateau when it comes to the visual effects. You know what I mean? Yep. It's yep. unfortunate, but PC Master Race. <laughs> PC Master Race. 
Yeah, so uh, let's get into our next uh, news story here. It looks like uh, the Xbox Game Showcase has finally uh, been revealed with its new date, which is July 23rd, which is really good for us, Devin, because that's two weeks away on a Thursday. So we'll nice. be able to watch it. We'll be able to talk about it. Um, so that'll be pretty cool, which is an amazing thing of why we do this on Thursdays, because it seems to be a crap ton of more news coming out after Wednesday, because I know a lot of people end up um, recording their new show, Metal of the Week. Kind of makes sense, but, you know, we just like to do things differently. But, yes, uh, Xbox is going to have their new game showcase on July 23rd. Uh, this is going to be highlighting everything. Well, they're going to be showing first-party games, their, their, their exclusive lineup, as well as some third-party games, similar to the PlayStation 5 event that we got a month ago and um i'm kind of excited was there anything that you're looking forward to uh coming out of this uh of this event i want, I want to see what what new stuff they got cooking obviously we know they have halo i mean maybe a gears maybe a fable for probably but i want yeah. to see the new stuff Perfect that dark. we know they've got cooking yeah like they they bought 12 studios within the past few years, you know, they, they've definitely been taking care of business, you know, talking shop with all of these different developers, what they're looking for in a new console. And I'm 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 uh, I'm sold. I mean, I'm not like sold, sold, but this is supposed to kick off uh, the pre-show is supposed to be 8 a.m. Pacific and it will kick off at 9 a.m. Pacific on uh, Twitch and YouTube, as uh, well as Jeff Keeley's uh, YouTube channel. So that's 11 o'clock our time, which is perfect because that's during my lunch hour. <laughs> so I'll be able to kind of, you know, sneak past it, wa watch a bit of it. Hopefully it won't be too long. Uh, they didn't say the length, but, um, yeah, first party and third party games are going to be there. So that's pretty cool. And uh, Phil Spencer said he's he's quite confident. And uh, their lineup after seeing Sony's um, event that happened. But you want to take this next well, bit of to, news to today. piggyback off of that news story we have a little further yeah. down. Someone said that uh, our PlayStation Lifestyle.net, that's great, unbiased <laughs> source there, <laughs> says that Sony, in quotes, quite smartly held back some PS5 announcements for August so they can kind of try to counter Xbox's event. Quite smartly just sounds so dumb. Yeah, it really does. And I mean, see, I don't really believe this too much because, I mean, we all know when new consoles come out, they really don't have a lot of software and a lot of games to play. It's maybe a, uh, an exclusive here or there. Like, yeah, there's a few uh, third party games, but, you know, consoles really don't start hit the ground running until maybe like year two year three to be completely honest that that's when the good good stuff gets in there so i mean yeah to say quiet quite smartly held back some ps5 announcements i'm sure they did hold back some announcements from this uh you know this event that they have so that they can have a state of play in august yeah, there's, a, there's a whole there's a whole vr community hoping that ps5 makes a psvr announcement at some point yeah Who knows? Maybe so it's like that back yeah, uh, it's it's kind of it's it's dumb. It's like, well, yeah, of course they're gonna have something that they didn't show that isn't relevant as to what's going on right now. Because I mean, not even only that. I mean, was relevant 
now they just showed us what the box art looks like as well. So it's like some people like I, I know a lot of people out there um, like it. Um, it definitely it shows us the uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales box box art. Um, it looks very clean. Um, I don't know how I feel about the white banner on the top of the uh, box art itself. The, the, the cover art of Spider-Man Miles Morales looks amazing. But I feel like the blue, black, and white kind of clash together. I feel like the blue, the inside casing, the blue should have been like more of a transparent black or just black altogether. Would have been pretty cool. If, if, if you're going to go with the whites on black, just make the case itself black. So, yeah. do you have any? I mean, I, 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 I know sent, you I sent that, that blockbuster case in our <laughs> messenger. That's what it reminded me of. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, man. So, wait, is that at your house or did you just find that online? I just Googled it. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I'm like, you have a blockbuster case in your house? What? There's no. Wow. I was, I was going to be pretty. Um, Pretty impressed by you there. But, um, and also, let's, uh, I guess we'll just round out the rest of the PlayStation news and get back to the Xbox stuff uh, really quick here. Um, and it looks like there is um, a new patent that suggests that the PlayStation, uh, PS5 will be backwards compatible with PS PlayStation 2, 3, and PlayStation 1 games as well. Um, it looks, I mean, from the little diagram, it looks like, they're pulling from some type of server, which just means either you're going to have to buy these games digitally again, which means that you're not going to be able to just plug in your PlayStation 3 disc and it's automatically going to work. Same thing with PlayStation 2 and PlayStation 1 games. Um, I mean, it's I understand why people want backwards compatibility, I mean, especially now that Microsoft has been thriving uh, with this new mechanic in their arsenal but i mean playstation 4 did just fine without backwards compatibility um you know there are some ps2 games you can buy on the store like i bought the jack and dexter uh collection for like 20 bucks or something um when i was on sale and i mean there's only like a handful of games like i can't exactly say i'm clamoring to go back and playing like the original crash bandicoot games from the playstation one but, I mean, they're definitely missing a big library with the PlayStation 2. Uh, but it's also about, you know, the resources. Do they want to put that much resources into this? But, you know, seeing their main competitor, Xbox, has been doing this for a while. It's, you know, a lot of people have been looking at Sony. So, yeah. You got any thoughts on this? No, not really. All right. Well, let's move on here. What so else we got here? We got the um, Xbox. Xbox is interested in acquiring WB Interactive. Ooh. Which is something we've mentioned in the past. Is something that they should definitely do. Yeah, definitely talked about it here on the pod before. And I mean, I, it just makes sense. I mean, why why wouldn't you? Microsoft definitely has the nice deep pockets for this, and it's just kind of a no brainer at this point. I mean, I mean, if they do, that'd be amazing. Um, if not, I don't know where else they would go. Um, I mean, Sony just ended up buying just purchased uh, Insomniac Games. Um, so, you know, who does Roger and Clank, the Spider-Man uh, PlayStation 4 games. So, I mean, I can't really say their pockets are hurting either, but, I mean, 
I don't know. Let's have to wait and see. It's either that or Nintendo. I don't see Nintendo picking up this this stuff. So um, come on, Phil Spencer. Let's uh, let's get onto it. But we got a uh, few more bits of news story here, and then we'll wrap up. Uh, looks like uh, Halo Three finally arrives on the uh, PC as part of the Halo uh, Halo Master Chief Collection, coming out on July Fourteenth. So within the next, my gosh, next Tuesday, this coming up Tuesday, we'll be able to play some Halo Three. Finally, so, yeah, I know a lot of people, a lot of our friends have kind of been waiting for that. So they'll be kind of fun to nice to dive back into for a little bit there. And you want to take this uh, next news story about Xbox telling these developers what's up? Yeah, Xbox is telling developers that next-gen upgrades should be free. Absolutely. Why? Why would you? <laughs> why would you be that greedy? Come on. Yeah, it's. I mean, I, I like it how Microsoft is going up to bat for gamers because it's it just doesn't make a lot of sense when when it comes to a you know we're at a crossroads where you know one generation is ending and a new one's beginning why would you not have a lot of these games available on both platforms or cross-gen for people who are you know want to upgrade their xbox one or who want to upgrade their playstation 4 to the playstation 5 um these these games should be you know, next gen upgrades should, should should be free. It just it really should be. There's no point in buying the same game twice when all all it really is is just a couple of updates that can be pushed to your PlayStation or your Xbox. Uh, excuse me, or your Xbox, and boom, bing bang boom, you're done. It's just it's a nice one time buy. Every single time that someone like you know updates their pc you don't they don't have to go out and rebuild their entire library up all over again so yeah uh, good job do, do yeah. the right thing do the right thing <laughs> in the words of the great spike lee yeah absolutely and we got our last bit of news story here um looks like ubisoft is making oh, a yeah. big game free for a limited time what oh, do you think it yeah. could be a great series with a great upcoming game coming out soon, hopefully. Oh, it is Watch Dogs 2. Yeah. Oh. Watch, Watch Dogs 2 will be free during the Ubisoft, whatever it's called, um, showcase <laughs> they're doing on Sunday. Ooh. So, so that's yeah. good. I mean, I'm, I'll scoop it up. I don't have it on PC. Yeah, I'll scoop it up, too. Um, <laughs> I know Devin really loves this franchise for whatever reason, but... I, I cannot <laughs> wait for the third one. It looks so good. Uh, I think you're the you, only you person can, I know. You can play as any NPC in the game. That's so cool. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll be able... I'll, I'll definitely check it out for sure. I can't promise that I'll beat it, but I mean, for if someone's giving me a game for free, I'll definitely check it out. <coughs> so, yeah. Uh, so, I believe that actually uh, does it for our new show here today. We're coming up on time here. Uh, so everyone, thank you for listening to this uh, week's new show. Um, we plan to do a Palm Spring review um, this coming up Monday. Um, Devin has some unexpected uh, some unexpected um, errands to run. I guess you could say it's got some family coming to town, so um, we have to push that back to Monday. And I believe Jacob from the Music City Drive-In podcast will be joining us as well for our palm spring review so keep a lookout for that we'll probably live stream it 
and then upload the uh, audio version uh, up on our podcast so for everyone to listen to who weren't who wasn't able to make the stream. Um, and of course, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Red Circle, Pandora, and iHeartRadio. And go ahead and check us out on Twitter and Instagram. We had a nice little um, trailer come out, a nice little audio trailer for those coming out um, that's running on the Nostalgia Junk podcast as of right now. And we're doing them a favor by running their um, cross-promotion on ours as well. So you probably heard it during this episode at some time. So <laughs> so we got that going on. Um, I believe that pretty much does it for this episode um my name is christian and that was devin and uh we'll see you guys in the next one peace